Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Comedy Studio! Winner of three Best of Oscar Awards and called the greatest comedy club on earth by the senior producer of Conan on TBS. And now, please direct attention to the stage and welcome your host for tonight's program, Sean Carter! Hey, welcome to the show. This week we are talking about guilty pleasures. So all of those things that you enjoy that maybe you shouldn't, or maybe it's just not considered high art. And we'll be talking a lot about like reality TV shows and movies and music. Actually, those are the categories. TV, movies, music, habits, and wildcard. So that's what we're talking about today. This show is recorded at the Comedy Studio, but usually we are at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. You can check us out every Friday night at 7 p.m. Soon I'll be going on the road, so we'll have a guest host for a little while. At the end of February and through March, Joe Polana will be hosting. So check him out Friday nights at Maggie's Lounge. There's also a Monday night show where May Keith hosts a quiz show at 8 p.m. And then we do some debates on that show as well. And then Sean Rosa hosts an open mic at 9 p.m. That's also at Maggie's Lounge, Monday nights. So our first debate today is between Adeline Pack and Tyler Derniak. Enjoy the show. I'll see you on the other side. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Adeline Pack. Woo! All right, Tyler, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, Adeline, your question's going to be about music. We are out of options here. So, uh, your question is, better album to put on when it's time to make love? I've Got So Much to Give by Barry White, or Creatures of the Night by Kiss? I don't like to make promises that I can't keep. So it would not be I have so much to give. <laughs> it would be the other one, Creature of the Night. Those are actions that I can control. You know, I can, I can squeal like a pig. <laughs> I can bark. Um, you know, uh, I was born with two legs and two arms. We could fix that. I did get to have one of those. These are all actionable things that I could do. And I like to um, keep it safe but wild. <laughs> Creatures of the Night is like the, the grossest thing to think about because all I can think about is just like pubic lice and that's I don't want that to be my love song I want to be I want it to be I've got so much to give because like you know I'm a, I'm a motivated man I've kept up No Nut November there's a tsunami awaiting <laughs> like it's just purely volume-wise, there is so much to give. Like, you're, you're looking at a Kirkland brand love-making session. Like, that's, that's, what you got for, that's what you got for you tonight, you know. It's, it's gonna be dense. Like, I don't... Like the 
Oscar grant. Sorry, my mind is on that. <laughs> also, if you could see pubic lice in the dark, you should not be making love. You should be working for the for the FBI or something. Wow, <laughs> that is a talent. Um, I just like to keep it dark, where it would it would be purely an auditory experience. That's <laughs> what I'm. That's uh, what I'm arguing for. I know it's January. I've been waiting ever since. I've been exp This is going to be a no-nut decade. Like, that's... And also, I am a member of the FBI. I'm a female body inspector. And let me tell you... Yeah! Yeah! Also, like, two male bodies, but that's, like... That's, like, a last-year development. But, yeah, no, it's... it's there's a lot waiting for you. You know, it's it's just it needs to weep. Uh, uh, not happy about this, but I gotta hand the win to Tyler Dirty. I don't know. They laughed a lot at what you said, but I think you lost them on the female body inspection. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Don't job shame me, all right? It's, it's the only thing hiring after So to start up the bracket round now, everybody, please welcome Sean Duffy and Nick Ortolani. because uh, I don't think I belong to either of the groups that those songs were written for, so it's, it's stolen valor one way or the other. But I think I, think I would choose Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Uh, I just think it's a more inclusive message. Baby Got Back, uh, I feel like, is a song that is a little bit about objectification. I, it's, isn't it about all the things you can put on a woman's butt, like how structurally sound it is, and just... <laughs> It's just got like a wide base. You can put a lot of tchotchkes on it or something. I think that's what it's about. Girls just want to have fun. Uh, I'm also a real dullard. I get the whole story in the title of the song. It's just like, what do girls want to do? Oh, have fun. And what's the rest of the song? Examples of fun. I can't give you any because I don't know the song outside of the chorus, but I can certainly tell you that Cyndi Lauper was uh, guilty of having way too much fun in the 1980s. I'm pretty, pretty sure she has one giant nostril at this point. And if there's anybody who... Too much... wrong with doing drugs in the 80s. We don't we don't kink shame here. That's that's what we do here. But I, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the other one. Baby got back because uh, girls just want to have fun. People always forget that is a cover. That's a cover. Not even an original Cindy Lauper song. I don't remember the person who originally wrote it. Baby got back. That's also a cover. I wrote that in the early 90s. I remember. I I sang it. I was a failed 
musician, and that's why nobody ever heard it. And, and in the end, it got stolen. And you know what? I don't even care because honestly, it, it, it's better now. Let's face it. Like I was, I mean, I I had like a guitar solo in it. Like there was much more. It was much, it was it was, it was somewhat classical. Like you would never know. I, there was a banjo. That I, I can't explain why this song worked so well. And I, it was like you know that scene in Bohemian Rhapsody where the guy doesn't. He doesn't take Bohemian Rhapsody because he doesn't think kids will listen to it. It was. <laughs> How dare you try to degrade Cyndi Lauper by pointing out that song is a cover? How? How dare? Oh, it's not good because somebody else wrote it. Fuck you! You everybody knows the Cindy Lauper version of it. Also, I love how your defense. I love how the song that you want is something you wrote, but that nobody else has heard your version of. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I prefer the version of the song that only exists in my mind. You only want this to fulfill your own ego. <laughs> wrong with my own ego, guys. Let me tell you, I... I would be more than happy to play that song tonight, but I only have 30 seconds, and it has a 30-second instrumental opener. It's all harmonica, and let me tell you, it's the best harmonica in, since 1975. It is the best song it's, it's a classic. You guys, I'll, I'll send you a link. <laughs> All right. A lot of good points, but I got to hand the to Sean Duffy. <laughs> Next up, everybody, please welcome Mike Giordano and Joe Polana. TV, movies, habits, or wild cards? Can I do movies, please, Sean? Movies, okay. <laughs> your question is, uh, you're watching a movie on your laptop on an airplane. Do you watch a family-friendly comedy or something with a few sex scenes in it? I don't understand the question. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching just Debbie Does Dallas with Dad. Uh, <laughs> Family-friendly comedy for the whole gang. Um, no, like, if you watch any movies from the 80s, it is just a family movie until Chevy Chase starts fucking a woman. <laughs> Caddyshack, family vacation. He fucked, he doesn't remember the 80s, but boy did he fuck during my childhood. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess I'll go family-friendly film because, um... My laptop barely works without Wi-Fi, so all I have is Gremlins 2 saved. And uh, that's a family-ish move. There's no sex scenes. The female Gremlin does rape a man. It does. I didn't write the film. I just talk about it too much. Uh, it's all I have on my laptop. And Chevy Chase is not in it, so no fucking. The one thing I... I like to do when I'm on a plane is pull a power move. And, and watching nude scenes, sex scenes, just straight up porn, 
is really what I love to do on an airplane. Um, you know, some people like to sneak into the bathroom and you know have sex with their significant other. Uh, you know, there's a whole club for that. For me, uh, I just want you know the club of one. You know, of the guy who's who's outwardly watching porn on the plane uh, and not even sneaking off to the bathroom, just watching. Um, you know, and sometimes you know I like to you know mix it up. Uh, I I actually watched uh, uh, what's that movie? Oh shit. That movie, uh, <laughs> Dr. Strangelove, that one was actually a tough one to watch on a plane because the whole time a plane is crashing. Um, you know, people actually were preferring that I, I watched porn because I accidentally took my headphones out on that one uh, as the plane was going down. <laughs> Clearly, you've never flown United. Everyone's watching porn on the plane. A real power move is jerking off to Gremlins 2. You are the only one on that plane. You can put your feet up. Just lean in. That's a power move. They're like, what is this, man? What is this boy? Like, is, how? Where does he... Oh, well, that is a shapely Gremlin, I suppose. I have to admit, I'll give him that. You've changed mine. You know, I, I just, I prefer to watch movies about consensual relationships. Um, you know, uh, you know, just because, you know, the monster, you know, the gremlin in Gremlins 2, uh, you know, is very shapely, doesn't mean that that guy is, is, I mean, he changes his mind at the end, sure. But that's after the fact, and that is Stockholm Syndrome, people. Uh, you know, uh, sorry to spoil the whole movie, that is the... Zach is hotter than me when we came up here. You know what I mean? I don't need a TV show for you. Okay, relax. But no, I mean, there's something about old people that's just so worldly, you know? Like, I want to hang out with someone that can teach me about stuff that I just, like, do not give a shit about. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to know about style in the 60s. You know? Like, what kind of pants were people wearing in the 60s? And also, I hate physical stuff so like that seems like a much better situation for me like I can't really like you know upset I can't like lose in that scenario you know 
because they won't want to because they're old. By the way, I just should like let you guys know, in my head, this is a 99-year-old woman that I'm dating. Okay, she is like on death's door and I'm totally extorting her for some money. That's like how I would go about the show. Uh, that, I'm gonna end it there because I lost you guys with that, huh? So to me, the, the better half show seems like a win-win because they're either telling me that I'm hot or telling me that I'm getting way out of my league, and either of which is acceptable to me. <laughs> this seems like a win-win. The age range thing seems like it's a win if they are older than me. If they are younger than me, that's not gonna work. I, I can't be on the higher age. I don't even wanna, I, if, you don't ha if you don't have like significant memories of the Clinton administration, I don't want to date you. <laughs> you are too young. Uh, so, so I would be afraid that like with the gray hair, they'll assume I'm the geriatric and pair me up with somebody way too young. But when it's the uh, who's hotter, you know, you know, if I'm gonna make it, the worst, the worst scenario is I look better at the end of the show because they made me over. That sounds great. I'm in on this. <laughs> Okay, so you say you want to date someone that has vivid memories of the Clinton administration, right? I don't want that. I want to date someone that has very vivid memories of the FDR administration, and like it gets a little, it gets a little foggy once we get to Clinton. You know what I mean? Like I want to know about the old days. I want to hear about Gatsby parties. You know what I'm talking about? Like I, I don't want to go on on camera and be judged. I just want to go with my nice elderly girlfriends. <laughs> Yeah, the old ladies are nice and sweet and quaint until they say something very racist during pillow talk. <laughs> and then what do you do? Are you about to run out? What if, what, are you gonna run out of that room right now? What if you fall and break your hip? They're not gonna help you. <laughs> All right, good points, good points. I'm gonna hand the win here to Zach Jones. Zach Jones! Next up, everyone, please welcome Nick Martucci and Ken Green. So close. Nick, do you want to go first or second? Okay, Ken, you can pick for movies or wild card. Well, I was feeling wild, so let's yeah. do movies. <laughs> I already picked up. is from Steve Albert. It's a simple yes or no question. He asks, when sneaking food into the theater, do you select items the theater is likely to sell? Oh, no, no, no. I'm bringing in beef brisket. I'm bringing in the smelliest food I can. I'm bringing in, I'm bringing in microwave fish. I want something I like. I'm going to get busted either way or the other. I'm not gonna, why would I like go bring the food they already sell? Them? It's like for a dollar cheaper at the dollar store. No, I want the food I want to eat. I want a burger. I want, you know, roast chicken. I want a, I want a big bowl of Thai food sitting there with slurping noodles during the food, Thor Ragnarok or whatever. You gotta go, go big or literally go home. That's <laughs> 
true story. I once went to see Sicario in theaters. Somebody took out silverware in real place and just started cutting, and you heard the clicking. And you know what else I saw in that theater? A rat. Again, 100% true. Rats love things that they can't have. Rats are immune to popcorn. They don't give a shit. They have enough popcorn. They're hanging out in the back, sipping the soda fountain with their own, like, bucket that they're swimming in. No, I want something that I can have for myself and nobody's going to notice. I'm stealthy. I go in with microwave popcorn underneath my shirt like my mother taught me. I go in with a bunch of crunch in the back of my pocket that I forget about until halfway through the movie and it's all melted. Throw that in the microwave popcorn. It's delicious. I don't need noodles in a movie. Those are for the theater only. Popcorn in your pocket isn't as warm and satisfying as a big bowl of tomato soup stuck in your foot pants. <laughs> you ever know, you know, like whip a straw in and just suck it up? way. I came to stuff my face with candy, popcorn, pretzel bites, hot dog. You have options. You walk into a theater with like a, a sack of hot dogs. Your friends, you're handing them out throughout the uh, theater. You're like a hot dog vendor in the theater. You make friends that way. And I want to make friends when I watch the latest Avengers or Star Wars. I want something delicious, not something that Good matchup here, good matchup. But I gotta hand the way to Ken Green. Yeah. All right, next up, everyone, please welcome Sam Reisman and May Keith. Yeah. All right, so Sam, your question's going to be from the wild card category either way, but would you like to go first or second? Go first. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, which of these unusual Yankee candle scents would you buy if they made this Yankee candle? Uh, gasoline or your old elementary school? <laughs> As a candle nut. gasoline it really evokes those sharp memories of brain damage from my childhood. Um, you know, who doesn't love that pumping of that fuel? And you know, you know, it's it's not too long before we phase it out. It's gonna be nostalgic, you know, and we just have that gasoline, just ah, uh, it's gonna be like all up in my old factory vaults, you know. Mm, gasoline, mmm, you can practically smell the ozone depletion. Catholic elementary school? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I had nuns for teachers. Uh, I actually went to one of their funerals to make sure she was dead. <laughs> I could pay anything for that candle. Oh my god. 
Fuck you, Sister Mary Christine. I'm still here, and I am lighting a candle about it. Um, also, with gasoline, here's the thing. Like, the apocalypse is coming, right? And we're all going to be murdering each other for gasoline. That candle, that makes you a target, right? <laughs> Me, I have, like, this nice little reminder that I have defeated nuns. <laughs> With the gasoline candle, you can remind yourself that you defeated the dinosaurs. In your nose, in your car, spouting all over the atmosphere. You know, I mean, hey, it, just, it, it serves as a stark reminder of what's going on in Australia where, you know, it's all our fault. It's all our fault. And you know what? I want to be reminded of that. Let me tell you uh, about a little man who also thought he defeated dinosaurs. A Mr. John Hammond, okay? <laughs> and I think we all know how that story ended, right? I'm talking about Jurassic Park from 1993, people. The new movies are garbage. I didn't see them. Chris Pratt's in a cult now. He's in a cult. Fuck him, he doesn't like gay people. Dinosaurs will get you. Every time you think you beat them, no. They're coming back. Dinosaurs rule. All right, two solid cases presented, but I gotta hand the win here to Makey. You got all right, cool. Next up, everybody, please welcome Kendra Dossi and Danya Tromer. First or second? Uh, second. Okay, Donya, you can pick from any category you like. Okay. <laughs> now, could you tell me what they were? Yeah. <laughs> Music, movies, TV, habits, or wild card? Habits. Habits? Which of these bad habits that my doctor has advised me against should I definitely stop doing? Sticking Q-tips in my ears or eating 36 Oreo cookies every night? <laughs> well, sticking Q-tips in your ears is how you keep the brain in. So I think the Oreos... <laughs> public 
Health Organization. I'm not going to tell you the name before you tell them that I'm on this podcast. Um, but I can say with 100% certainty, despite not having a nutritional degree, that you could eat 36 Oreos in a row. Oreos are vegan, which means they're automatically fine. Right? They're vegan, they're automatically fine. Uh, they're black and white, so you get you get the best of both worlds in terms of moral ambiguity. You get both sides. And you know what? You know what? I my ear, one of my ears has been throbbing for like a little bit. Um, I feel like shoving a Q-tip in there isn't helping it. There might be like a spider in there. I don't think the spider likes a Q-tip. You should just put some olive oil in there, jump around a little bit, and hope some eggs don't fall out. You know, I think that's the best thing to do. Yes, Oreos for president. You know what else is black and white? The picture's of Hitler, okay? <laughs> Do you hit that yes button or no? Okay, nobody wants to hear that. Okay, a couple people. A couple 90-day fiance. Okay, uh, would you pay for... This is Bill McMorrow asking this one. Uh, would you pay for a streaming service that only showed the Step Up movies? And your options are hell yeah or fuck yeah. Bill loves the Step Up movies. <laughs> This one's from Tyler Gerniak. He asks, better foodie road trip partner, Anthony Bourdain or Guy Fieri? <laughs> yes! Yes! Okay. That one! Uh, what's the more dangerous habit, eating in your car or eating in your bed? All right. Uh, let's see. Do you really like fish or do you just want to smoke weed with your friends? <laughs> That one's a contender also. All right. Uh, 
then, oh, uh, if you're a bartender uh, and it's the end of the night, do you play Closing Time or Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas? Uh, <laughs> All right, so we got two contenders here. All right, we'll pick one of those for the final one of the night. So we're down to eight people now. Let's get this round two going. Everybody, please welcome Zach Jones and Shelly Gruenberg. Let's go! is from Sarah Albanese. She asks, would you rather go to a renaissance fair or an anime convention? I'm going to that anime convention so I can bully some girls. Oh yeah. No, don't owe it me. Listen, someone needs to do it so that they're not wearing cat ears at their IT jobs. behavior in what better place than the anime convention that's all I have to say about that compared to a renaissance fair uh, the anime convention is like a jazz club that's that relatively speaking that if you want to see some grade A nerds what, what, you know, these nerds at the anime convention have been com committed to anime for, what, 30 years, maybe? These Renaissance Fair nerds have centuries and centuries of avoiding talking to women or men in order to put on chainmail and fake joust each other. And most people at the anime convention just have, like, a, a weird uh, Japanese fetish. That, that's what most of those people are. Real nerds. Real nerds are, are, are at the at the uh, the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, but the people at the anime convention are wearing armor. <laughs> I can fight someone at an anime convention. No, the people at the Renaissance Fair have all of that. I've just eaten a stick of meat strength. <laughs> something I can't identify with, and frankly, I fear. <laughs> convention do not get meat strength. They get meat sweats. <laughs> if you've seen these people. If you're afraid of them being arm in armor, just be ten steps ahead of them and give it like ten minutes. They will tire themselves out on their own. Whereas the kids of the anime convention, th those are like they like practice like eye gouging and like you know they they've got hidden shurikens that you don't even know about. They're gonna get you. You just have to wait out. All right, good points, good points. But I gotta hand one here to Shelly Gruenberg. Next up, please welcome Joe Polana and Sean Duffy. I'd like to go second, please, Sean. Okay, Sean, you can pick from movies, music, TV, or habits. Well, I'll do habits. All right. Your question is, uh, nobody is perfect. Which habit would you prefer if your partner had to have one of these bad habits? Whistling all the time 
or shoplifting? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say shoplifting because I I've shopped in a store before, uh, not stolen anything myself, but the people there who stole things, uh, they did not annoy me as much as the people who whistled every second of their life. Even if, if I'm if I own the store, if it's all of my individual products and I am losing significant amounts of money every time you steal, I will take that over whistling for 45 seconds any day, partly because I can never whistle, and that's very traumatizing to me. Whenever I hear people, I feel like they're just rubbing it in. I don't know, I'm doing this. That should be enough. I don't get why that does not do it. I'm blowing it. People are like, no, Sean, you gotta do this, and they do it, and I'm like, I'm doing the same. someone else be able to get woodland critters to do their like daily chores like that's all I need like I wouldn't need to shoplift if I could whistle because the animals would do it for me like that's I, imagine like uh, so Winona Ryder in a bandit hat pretty uh, pretty hot a raccoon oh yeah that's they're, they're stealing like twice as much jewels and they're getting away with it because they're fluffy yeah <laughs> Do that. That would be awesome. I wouldn't need. I wouldn't need to, to clap. I would. I will take back my clapping skills. I. I wouldn't care if this made zero noise. I know it's not doing anything right now. That's. I'm not trying. But if that made no noise, my whole life it would be worth it. Just so I can whistle in people's faces. Someone is whistling at me. I would just get irritated, and I would shoplift. That's what that's really what I that. That's still a part of the question, guys. Remember that. Shoplifting. I, I hate to break it to you, but shoplifting also has to be silent. Like, you can't just go, I'll take these! I'm getting away with it, coppers! Like, it doesn't work. That's just whistling with your whole mouth. That's all that is. Whistling all day, every day. I want those woodland critters doing my dishes. I want I want a swan to blow water at a dirty mashed potato covered bowl. And then it's eight and it shines. Like, how did they do that? They must be filthy. It doesn't make sense. All right, tough call here, tough call. But I think I got to hand the win to Sean Duffy. What? Music, movies, or TV? Oh, what do I know more about? Sorry. 
question is, would you rather, would you rather, <sighs> reading is hard, would you rather watch a marathon of Law and Order SVU where it's always about a man assaulting a woman, or Snapped, which is always about a woman murdering a man? masculinity going on. I'm going to support the women killing the men. I'm having all women right now. Grab a plate. Grab a bowl. What have you got in here? Smash it in here. Got it your head. Make this world right. I'm going for that. I've seen too many law and orders. I, you know, dum -dum, you know, I, I've seen it a million times. Like, Give me a snap. Give me the woman rising up and finally bringing this stuff down. I mean, we're all band together and straighten everything out. No World War Threes. No all that shit like that. I, I, I don't, I've never seen snap. But, but. Yes! I think what a lot of men fail to realize is that SVU is like this nice alternative reality where women get justice. <laughs> and like and like rapists are prosecuted and like women are believed. So like, yeah, that feels nice to sit down and watch that. Snapped, can't live without it. However, every single woman I know, we all have a group chat and we talk constantly about the men we would murder. <laughs> what I'm saying is we have that outlet, it's fine, and we want the SVU, too. How would you settle for the fantasy of getting back at men and getting justice? When you watch, I'm just, is it a reality show snap, or is it like another It's script? like a documentary style. Yeah, once see real women who roll <laughs> women, some imaginary, we got justice in an imaginary world. Watch the real women who finally rolled up and said, screw this shit, we're gonna take them down. <laughs> So yes! Snap, show me clap, show me whatever else, show me that. <laughs> that. Show the real thing that happened. But he said, you know what? Enough of this bullshit. Woo! I support my homicidal sisters by sending them prison care packages. <laughs> I don't support them by watching them get reduced to a story on true crime late night TV. All right? I can support murderesses, which I think is the official term, uh, in real life, not by consuming some fake documentary. Well, I guess it's a real documentary. I want the fake documentary, and I want real sisterhood. That's what I want, Ken. Support women, murderers. All right. A lot of good points here, but I got to choose a winner, and it's going to be Mayky. <laughs> Up, please welcome Sean Rosa and Danya Tromer. Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Danya, you can pick for music or movies. Yeah, it's music. Music, okay. Your question is from Tyler Derniak. He asks, you have a song you want your friend to hear. Do you send them a link to it? Or do you play it for them while staring directly at them? <laughs> I am nothing if not a voyeur. <laughs> I like to see everything going on in their face while I am making them listen to, let me think, let me think of something real quick. The Broadway soundtrack to Cats! Okay. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
that my taste is fucking incredible. Look at this. Okay. You see this? This is a ska tattoo right here. Just staring into their eyes and just screaming, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Like, because, like, like, okay, no, no. There's, there's, a, there's a better way to see into somebody's soul than staring into their eyes, which is staring at a, a text message where it just says, seen. And then you just wait as the seconds go by. And you're waiting for it to say, so-and-so is typing, and it never comes. <laughs> you will wait an eternity. An eternity. It doesn't matter how long the song is. You know that they... This, the song is two minutes long. It's a ska song. We all love ska. I don't have a tattoo to show you, but you can see in my soul. I want to look into your eyes as I make you listen to Thick as a Brick, okay? <laughs> it's too long! It's too long! I'm not enjoying this either, but you're going to hear that flute. <laughs> songs do you choose for your first dance with your new spouse? 
Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, <laughs> or Freebird by Leonard Skinner. Oh, that's such a hard question. They're both such good choices. All right, here's the thing. Like, nobody likes Guns N' Roses, but then, like, you listen to a song and you're like, this slaps. <laughs> and, like, you kind of want that for your first dance, but what you really want is everyone hating you. Right? So you gotta go with Freebird. You just gotta, like, I hate everyone who came to my wedding. None of you were there. Uh, Katie was, my sister, but I mean, you're, we're good. But like, I hate everyone else who came to my wedding. So yeah, listen to an 18-minute song. Shit, let's listen to cover versions. Let's do that. Everybody stand around in a circle and watch me, because I need validation and I hate it. And this is the worst moment of my life, watching everyone that I hate watch me dance to Freebird, which, how do you even dance to that? <laughs> Would you still remember? I want a wedding band singer to just be crooning, oh! First of all, can't remember the lyrics to the song. Gonna assume not about the child. Uh, <laughs> actually, hold on, pivot. We're gonna assume it's about a kid. Okay. <laughs> when I marry my 11-year-old child bride, <laughs> I want the most accurate song. <laughs>
question that you guys voted on earlier, which is uh, Anthony Bourdain or Guy Fieri? Is that yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Danya, do you want to go first or second? So, Shelly, your question is from Tyler Derniak. He asks, better foodie road trip partner, Anthony Bourdain or Guy Fieri? I would go Guy Fieri. Uh, But only because he's so damn handsome. (laughs) Right? With that heat miser hair. Egg-shaped body, that's what I'm looking for, all right? That flame shirt, you know, the only issue would be we'd be too alike, you know? (laughs) I like Flavortown, he likes Flavortown. We'll look into each other's eyes. I'll put a mixtape together, pop it in that tape deck. Because we're going cross-country. Also, I think Anthony Bourdain would be mean to me. (laughs) You know? I'm just a big, sweetie, round face, mom body. Sounds like someone he'd yell at. (laughs) Not loving that. I want to travel with a man in a tight black (laughs) t-shirt. Covered in tattoos. He's going to turn to me. He's going to say, you know what this fish makes me think of? Vietnam. (laughs) He means when he went to Vietnam, not the war. He just... Okay, was so cultured. Which I live it back. Okay, I it back. I have immense respect for a man that can really just mm, take things in his own heavy
as most of you in this room already know, there's no way that I can choose this final debate on my own. So I need you to go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group at this point in time and vote for either Shelly Gruenberg or Danya Tromer. It's up to you to choose the winner tonight. Uh, you guys can have a seat. And in the meantime, while people are voting, we will do just a debate between two people that were up earlier that maybe you guys booed for me a little bit that, uh, that we'll have back up here. Uh, uh, and uh, to announce the finals, uh, can we get Shelly and Danya back up here so that we can announce the winner for tonight? And uh, when I announce the winner, I'm going to look at it in a second here, but when I announce it, uh, I just, can you give it up one more time? They both killed it tonight. Tonight, and you chose Danya Trover. Thank you both so much for being here. That was pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Hey, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, come down Friday nights at 7 p.m. for the debate show, Maggie's Lounge. They've got delicious pizza. They've got a great beer selection. And we are there every Friday at 7 p.m. And Monday nights, you can catch May Keith running the quiz show at 8 p.m. And then Joe Polana debating some people at 8.30 And then Sean Rosa running a comedy open mic at 9 p.m. And if you're looking for some stand-up comedy, you can check out The Poor House on Wednesday nights. That's down in the basement. That's a free comedy show. They've got half-priced chicken sandwiches, and it's always a good time. So come down to The Poor House Wednesday nights in Boston.